Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Approaching a community filled with so many rumors and misconceptions is no easy task. Fresona's director, Dominic Rodriguez, is without his own bias, but instead of attempting to deny this fact, he faces it head on, unafraid to be shot down by his subjects. Fresona's is a whistleblower film that oscillates between fantastic and the unusual with moments of awe and wonder slapped around against harsh reality. I don't even think we've actually described what Fursonas is, and I'm going to let the director of the film, um, and that would be Dominic Rodriguez, describe for our audience what Fursonas means and how did you become familiar and want to do a documentary about it? Um, uh, yeah, so like as far as Fursonas goes, uh, the broadest way to put it, whenever people ask me, what's your documentary? I go, it's about furries. And if they've heard of furries, they have certain preconceived notions usually. But if they haven't, uh, the broadest way to define it is just people that are interested in anthropomorphic animals. So that's cartoon animals, animals with human characteristics. And, you know, some people have the big costumes, the fursuits that sometimes you see around town and stuff like that, especially if you're in Pittsburgh where I'm from. Um, And the movie changed a lot. You know, it was a four-year process, and it was me kind of just trying to make something honest where I sort of explored how I really felt about the community and the different people in it, of which there are thousands. Um, and so it, it always was supposed to be about more of like a window into community and the problems that communities face, and not just about furries. Well, then let me ask you then, you, you said furries in the sense that people who enjoy anthropomorphizing animals, but did you, I mean... That sort of implies, you know, people would, you know, cut newspapers uh, up, I mean, magazines, and they would cut out pictures of animals, which is a little, there's a scene in your film with that. It, it I don't, does that get to the heart of what the film, did you know going in that the, the people who dress up uh, as animals, um, did you understand the layers that you, of the, of what you were getting into? I guess that's a, the, the many layers of this community once you, as you were getting into this film? Um, I knew that it was really complicated. Um, I know that, I knew that, um, and, and enough that in the sense that I had been looking at the community since I was maybe 12 years old, because okay. I had been into it in my own ways. You know, I didn't necessarily identify as a furry in the beginning. So it was sort of a process of self-discovery for me. Um, but I knew that it was, that it meant something a little different to everybody and that, for some people, it was just this hobby, but for a lot of people, it felt like it was tied in with their identity, like who they are and how they express themselves every single day. Um, so I like the idea that it's something that's important to people and something that we can, you know, we can laugh with them, um, but it's also something I think that should be taken seriously. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you said it that way because the, the, sort of the, the initial description felt like it was, well, just people who like animals and they're really drawn to them and they're, you know, they like to have dolls around the house of but you as you that that other part of the explanation is it's that they identify as, as sort of part of their identity as people 
to identify, and often, I think almost always, with a specific sort of animal. Right? Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Fair? Okay. Yeah, I think the reason why you have to approach it sort of kind of broad and then funnel down to, like, the more important parts of it is because, like, that's sort of what defines a lot of the community is, at least right now, the tension and how to represent it because there, a lot of people care about furry and a lot of people will give you a different answer to that question when you ask them what a furry is, which is funny because it seems like it should be easy to define, but it's actually not. Yeah, I, I really like that about the film. By the way, the film is for Sonus, and... Um, it, it, I like that about it. That uh, it it starts out as this, you know, for me. I'm I'm I honestly did not know. I don't think I knew anything about this going into this film. And so for me, I'm, I'm just going to speak as a, just as somebody off the street who was unaware, which is what I am. I guess I'm saying um, that I just thought, well, this will be fun and interesting, and. Um, but I always kind of thought that this might be a little bit of a sort of a best in show. I assumed that people right. were taking this more seriously than I could imagine that they would going even before I watched a frame of your film. Mm. And just from the synopsis, I'm just going off what I had read. And I thought, OK, well, this will be, in, you know, it'll be it'll be funny and it'll be interesting and. Uh, I'm sure you and I. I su and you approach this, by the way. I want to say you approach all of these people with respect, and I think that's very important for people to understand. That, that while we, as somebody who aren't in, into that community, might see it, you know, comically in a sense, and I, I think that's unfair to you and your film because I, I think that's not at all how how you how you came at this subject. Um, is that fair? Am I being fair about this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I love to hear people's perspective when they have, because there's like sort of three ways you can go into it. And like, there's the people that have never heard of this before and they don't know what a furry is. They don't know anything about this community. Uh, they've never seen this stuff before. Um, and then there's the people that they've heard something about it, but they don't quite know if they know all of that or they have their preconceived notions about it. And then there are furries. You know, and, <laughs> and then there are first. kind of cool. Yeah. And, they, and everybody kind of has their own, you know, way that they begin when they start the movie. And I wanted to make something that anybody from one of those categories could get something. out Okay. Of. Um, and that's so that was kind of difficult. Okay. So what is what is your window? What was your window into this world? Was it a friend? Is it did, what you said? You were in fact, you consider yourself a furry. But what what was your window initially into this world? Uh, so my experiences, this is what I always have to stress, you know, they're just my experiences and shouldn't speak for on behalf of everybody. Sure. Um, but for me, it was totally pornography <laughs> um, okay. on the Internet, you know, growing up with the Internet and furry art is kind of a thing that evolved, you know, whether you're talking about like growing up with cartoons and monster movies and stuff like that furry animated pornography and stuff like that is uh, pretty prevalent. There's like a lot of that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, there's a tendency you hear something like that if you don't know anything about that and it sounds like this skeevy, disgusting kind of thing. Um, but there's like, there's so many people that are drawing that kind of stuff now yeah. that there's this level of artistry in it. Like, I truly think that porn can be art. Um, and so I think that that's not something that you know, it wasn't something that I shared with anybody because it's like, why would you tell people that that's something that you enjoy, you know, especially if it's like a private thing. Um, but as I got more into sort of talking to different furries, I, my interest in the community grew and like, I didn't used to like suits, for example. I thought that they were kind of creepy. Um, but, uh, you know, I liked them for the movie. I thought they were cinematic and interesting, yeah. but it was not something that I ever thought I would want. 
Um, and then the more I got into it, uh, now I have a suit and I'm, you know, go to conventions every month. And so like, it just changed a lot for me over time. And it, my interest in it broadened to encompass different areas. And it's definitely community. I think that's another thing that comes off in the film. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a basic part of the film. And I don't mean to state the obvious, but it is, it's a community. And, the, and there are, as any community, there are interests within the community and there are people that are ferociously guarding a particular perspective and then there are those who are saying it's my life and screw it i will you know i'm going to live my life and i'm not going to worry about what people think of me or have what they perceive about me so that's yeah and like everyone's on that spectrum you know everyone's somewhere on that yeah and and i particular and by the way the the uh, you were talking about the art uh the 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 furry art if for persona porn whatever um, I think that r- sort of reminds me of just in sp- speaking in broad terms, anime or j- Japanese, uh, you know, that that art has gone. Mm-hmm. It seems to have it, 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 a lot of art now and it has sort of an element of uh, fetishes, fetish, fetishizing particular aspects of it. And I, I, is it fair to call this a fetish? I don't know. Um, okay. That's kind of tough because I think I think that, yeah. Uh, I guess the safest way that I could respond to that is that I think, yes, it is for a lot of people, but I think if that's the only way that people are seeing it, if people think that furry is just a fetish, um, I think that that's doing it a disservice. And I think even for the people for whom it is a fetish, I think even for them, it's not just a fetish. You know, maybe it starts as, for instance, for me, starts a certain way, but then it becomes this community where you meet different people. Even if it's just people where you're discussing your fetish, then you like make friends with these people right. and you're forming this network. And it's like, I don't, I just don't want it to be something that's dismissed. And I think certain words, when you say them, they have the tendency when people hear them to want to dismiss it. Right. Um, and I just think that it's something that should be talked about and I don't know. So I it, want it, the conversation it, to keep going. No, no, it, 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 no, that's all right. I, I, and I, I want to, you know, it's hard not to think of that word when you're watching your film. Just I'm from from yeah, from, oh, I, I know that it's a, <laughs> absolutely. So, but I also want you to know that I respect I respect the you know your film, and I respect what you're saying in terms of how you you and especially in light of the film itself uh, within the film. This is hard. I feel like I'm talking about a film within a film some a little bit here, mm-hmm. but but that the fact that it, this is such a hot topic within the community i get that and i understand it and again i want to be respectful and i don't want people to perceive that i'm judging that but at the same time of getting this to my audience i want them to sort of understand it it is not just a if i'm describing it and i am describing it there's element certainly a strong element of fetish fetishizing in it that's not what this for a lot of people is so let's be clear i want to make that clear to to the listeners and to you as well so um, now uh, going back to sort of your entry into deciding to move forward with a documentary on this, um, did you have someone in mind initially that you want? What was your window? Again, going back to the window idea, who was it that you felt like you needed to talk to? Were these people you obviously you know know a lot of them, but you want you got a nice cross section of people in the film. So who was your sort of starting point when you were when you were deciding to do the film for for Sonos? It's interesting because it was never, it never was one person. It was always supposed to be as much of an ensemble piece as it could be. Yeah, and it so is. the first version yeah. of it was like 12 minutes long. Okay. And I remember there's that, you know, it's, you know, how, how do we do justice to this community within 12 minutes? And we definitely didn't, uh, but, you know, we, we did our best to just kind of show 
a cross-section of different people enjoying the fandom in different ways. Um, and I, I always knew that Boomer's perspective would be important. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Christine, the editor, she always knew that Boomer's perspective <laughs> would be important. Um, I always remember when I knew Boomer should be part of it, but I was always really hesitant to making him like the most important one um, because I knew I was going to get backlash for even having him in the movie, yeah. let alone suggesting that his perspective is like the most important one. Having said that, I think that it kind of is in the sense that when, and you have to watch the movie to understand that, like why his perspective is so important. Well, well, let me, let me ask you, I mean, I understand why, but I don't know that. And I want people to see your film. I want people to see Fursonas. And by the way, I want to remind our listeners that it is now available uh, on iTunes. On go run through the different platforms it's on right now. Uh, let's see if I can get them all. Uh, well, so iTunes, Google Play, Voodoo, Amazon, YouTube, I think. Yes. And uh, on demand and uh, maybe Xbox. Yeah, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Way. Yeah, let me. Uh, <laughs> I know. I should have that in front of me. I should know by now. Okay. <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Microsoft. I don't even. It's, it's, it's just, it just says Microsoft. Voodoo, as you said, Amazon Video, PlayStation. And um, yeah, and, I mean, iTunes. That's the big one. And I think uh, it, people, almost everyone has access to iTunes. So uh, mm-hmm. I really recommend this, this documentary. I, I just think uh, it's, it is just this amazing world that uh it means a lot to a, i mean i don't know a lot of people i don't know i don't know what, i don't know if we want to put numbers on how many people are involved i don't know any of the numbers man if i, I, I mean, every time i use numbers people challenge my numbers so i try to stay away from them i think you're doing great for the record so you don't need to worry <laughs> well i don't I, again i that's i uh, didn't want to get hung up on that but we did in a little bit so <laughs> so every year there is a i guess i would say in probably the culminating event of the year would be the Anthrocon in Pittsburgh. There's a, it's held every year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they have that every year. Big turnout. Now, again, I got from the film that the attraction of, of Anthrocon is across the spectrum. Young people, middle-aged, older people, gay, straight, people, whatever. It's sort of a... It sounds like it's it is the sort of the crowning event of the year. Um, t- just tell me a little bit about it. What's the experience like for people who are going to go to Anthrocon? Yeah, so I mean, Anthrocon is the biggest one, and they have conventions all over the world. Um, the second biggest one is in Chicago. The third is in San Jose, uh, California, and conventions have different kind of vibes depending on where you are. Anthrocon is much larger and there's the sense that it's, you go there for kind of the spectacle. Um, whereas like smaller conventions or meets, uh, you can go and actually get on a more personal level with other furries. Um, mm. Not that you can't do that at Anthrocon, um, but it's, that one's just so huge. Um, so actually like it kind of depends on where you are. And I think there are furries that never make it out to one of these conventions. Um, not everybody likes conventions. A lot of people just live their furry lives online and that's good enough for them um i i think conventions are really fun especially for people that have suits because when you get a bunch of fursuiters together it's fun to kind of like meet each other when you're in costume and get into weird adventures and just kind of be stupid Um, so that's kind of what the experience is like i guess it looks kind of boring if you're not into it yeah well um one of my listeners we're speaking with dominic rodriguez he's the director of the film fursonas um, you had mentioned earlier that when you first got into this, you didn't, you weren't into suits. And I'm just going to say that's, I would say that's the costume that people dress up mm-hmm. in, in the, the animal costumes that people dress up into. 
Um, and then you now you you your perspective your your interest has changed, and so you now you now enjoy. It. What it what is is yeah? Is there a particular you just I think you may have just described it for me, and it may be redundant question, but is what is the appeal of of dressing up? For you, well, as far anyone. as like what endeared it, what it, what endeared me to it yeah. at first was kind of meeting people that really owned the character and kind of made it like it wasn't just like a person wearing the costume. You know, they sort of like inhabited that character and made it fun. And so, like when I met, met people like that, it made me kind of appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. And then. It was seriously just a matter of kind of meeting more people and kind of seeing how earnestly they would talk about it and also being exposed to more suits and seeing that, like, some of them have this kind of creepy dead-eyed look and then some of them are actually really gorgeous and there's a lot of artistry that goes into making them look alive and kind of bringing the the emotion in them to life. Um, So I wanted one that was like that, and I love my suit. Um, So I think it's just kind of like depends on the kind. Uh, I'm just... I just I just wanted one that was really awesome, and so I'm glad that I have one. And what is yours? Mine's a wolf. Okay. And 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 do you? I would assume this to be the case that these that these are an extension of your personality in some way, right? I mean, people take on these personas, and almost everyone in the film has. I mean, obviously they're, they're given name, but they all almost everyone has a nickname or a I'll call it a stage name. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. appropriate. So. Uh, what was it appeal to you about the wolf costume? Is that how do you see that as, as an extension of yourself? If in fact you do, uh, yeah. I mean, to some people, I feel like it's almost maybe the opposite of themselves. Like it's what maybe they aspire to be. Mm. So maybe you're more shy, and then you choose something that has kind of strong connotations to it, or something like a big lion, or something like right, that. Right. Uh, but for me, it was sort of like I, I tried not to like overthink it. Um, but you it just liked just, it. It, it. It felt right to me. And then as far as like how I inhabit that character it's just kind of an exaggerated version of me nice. so like some people will not talk you know if they have the costume on it's like the jaw doesn't move they maybe that's kind of an unwritten rule like you maybe you don't talk if the if it doesn't look like the face should talk but my jaw moves and so i talk all the time and i just talk really loud and <laughs> just silly. <laughs> well, silly well in the last couple minutes i have with you um i'm really interested to find out what the reaction to you know well i went before i do that want to back up because there is one central figure in the film that uh in within the furry community that you don't talk to it's not he's not on camera as for as an interviewee talk to uh, talk to our audience a little bit about him and his sort of place in the in this community yeah so that's uncle kage who's the chairman of anthrocon um and again that's so he's the the authority figure in terms of the biggest convention in the world um, so he's definitely somebody that everybody in furry is more or less aware of. Some people think of him as, you know, the father of furry. Um, some people don't take him that seriously. But basically, he plays an important role in the community in the sense that he's very into PR and kind of image management and how we present ourselves. That's like his primary concern is how we talk about furry. Um, and so I'm on... I'm of a different opinion than him because to me what's most important is like expressing myself and individual people and what it means to them and not necessarily trying to encapsulate all of us or trying to do something that's what's best for all of us because it's very complicated. Um, so anyway, him and I don't really see eye to eye and uh, that's why I was banned from Anthrocon. 
Are you are you are you banned from you are really? Yeah, that's a recent happening. Oh my gosh! Well, then let me. I was banned technically because I'm sorry. I just I should clarify because we broke the media policy, which is we filmed there without showing the finished film to him and his board of directors, which is what you're supposed to do. And if you if they can recommend changes, and if you don't make those changes, then they can pull their footage out. But we just it was a freedom of speech thing. We didn't break the law. We broke the rules because we think that the rules are. I don't agree with them, and yeah. I think that they should be challenged. Well, if I can offer my perspective, it's the difference between the, the, the point of view that you're expressing and the point of view he was expressing is he has a vested financial interest in Anthrocon being, Anthrocon being uh, a money-making operation in order to continue to sustain that whatever that board of directors and that organization is where it seems that a lot of the other people, and I think you'd include yourself, are just interested in getting together and expressing yourself amongst one another. Is that, is that, I don't want to, I don't want to get you into trouble here, but that's just my opinion. I, it just seems that that would be sort of the, the tension is, is because he, in the film, he's very, very concerned about projecting an, a particular image to the public uh, that would help sustain <laughs> this this particular event, uh, you know, for as long as he wanted to pursue it, it just seemed. And and I understand managing image. I I tr- truly do, but he seemed particularly fixated on making sure that no one said anything that would in any way harm the the sort of the broad view of of uh, furries and 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 Anthrocon as well. So. Yeah, I it I feel like. The argument would be that he has to look out for his convention. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and I understand that, but yeah. it quickly goes beyond his convention into. <sighs> he gives these speeches not just at Anthrocon but at conventions all over. You yeah. know, yeah. so it, it it's not just become about how we portray Anthrocon. It is it is how we portray furry. Yeah. So it's getting into that deeper issue of like how the community is defined and him kind of wanting his label imposed on it maybe more than i do well let me let me end with this what has been the reaction uh amongst i assume amongst your your circle of friends within the furry community and generally speaking i'm sure it seems to be a community that's very interested in expressing itself and i'm sure expressing opinions as well so tell me a little bit about how that has gone since the release of uh persona personas I knew going into this that my biggest uh, critics would be furries because uh, they're the ones that have the most stake in this. Um, and I was honestly pretty skeptical that it would go over really well just because um, there's just so many people and I, there's just so many other routes that I could have taken the film. And then there's always, why didn't you talk about this? Why didn't you talk about this? Why did you talk about this for so long? And it's just, that's just the conver- that's just an argument that's going to go on forever. You can't um, win that argument. However, yeah. no, absolutely not. However, I've been really pleasantly surprised because the furries that have actually seen the film are getting a lot out of it. Like so far, all the screenings I've done with the Q and A's with furries, they've been these really productive discussions that we've had afterwards. And that's what the movie's always been about: is starting a conversation. Um, so I'm really excited now that it's out that furries who've been talking about it forever can actually watch it and tell me what they really think. Well, based on the fact that it's coming out uh, today, we're speaking on uh, May 10th, uh, the day it's released on these different platforms. I'm sure your your inbox and your <laughs> and your Twitter are going to be 
lighting up like a Christmas tree uh, over the next few weeks. So um, it has been. My phone's been buzzing as I've been talking to you. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I, I well, listen. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Uh, as I said at the top of this interview, this is an uh, a, you know a, one of the great things about the world of documentaries. Uh, an opportunity to spend time in a world that you would otherwise really not even know about, let alone spend time in it yourself. It's just a, it's a lot of fun. A lot of some, you know, heavier issues are brought up in the in the course of the film in terms of just things that are going on within the community and things that would probably be best to be addressed, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There are things. So, I, and that's just wonderful. And I'm so glad you made your film uh, uh, for Sonus. Uh, and I'm so glad you were able to spend a little bit of time with us today, uh, Dominic Rodriguez, the director of Fersonas. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This means a lot. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.